I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Chat and Chill with Super Hill. Today we get to meet with the incomparable, the incredible Windsor Teacher of the Year at Paquanic Elementary School, Ms. Perry Kanoni. Welcome to the show. Thank you. This is a real pleasure to be here. Well, I'm really excited to be here with you today. Um, first, let's talk about uh, the uh, show we just witnessed put on by the children. Would you like to share with the audience you know, what we saw? It was a beautiful display. Kindergarten got up, and they have been practicing and secretly practicing every day. And they sang this little light of mine. And they had a group up on the stage, and they were dancing in a little circle, and then the rest of the kindergarten students all danced around, and they all held hands, and then all the families were invited to stand up, and everyone held hands, and we sang it again, and it was just beautiful. It was beautiful. I only have one question. How do kindergartners do anything in secret? <laughs> <laughs> so, you said that, I'm just wondering, like, it's a secret. Like, they don't even whisper, right? But it's, no. it's, it's beautiful. They were all trying to surprise us, so okay. it was really beautiful. And you had uh, family members were there, and, yes. you know, they were excited. And so there was a, a holding hands. Yes, right? everybody held hands if they were comfortable. And then we just sang the song again and kind of swayed back and forth. It was really, really beautiful. And so what was the purpose of all this? To, to celebrate all of our uniqueness and, our, and um, being together and, um, and celebrating Martin Luther King Jr., Dr. Okay. King. So did we have any lessons prior to the um, performance today on Dr. King and you know, his work and civil rights movement? Or did yes. teachers do that? Yes, they do. And they do it in a way for younger students to understand. And it's through things like choosing kindness and... Um, you'll see displays around um, the building. And so it's getting our doors ready for celebrating not just Black History Month, but Black History. Okay. So, yes. Well, that's beautiful, right? Yeah. And, and I can't say that I'm not uh, a little biased in hoping that the things that we're teaching these young people, they'll be able to ignore the naysayers and the other voices as they get older in society mm -hmm. and continue to keep that love and that uh, commitment to each other's well-being. And they'll let their light shine. That's just right. Just like they sang today. Don't let anybody put it out. That's right. <laughs> so as we come up on the MLK uh, holiday, what resonates the most with you about Dr. King's legacy? Just the message that we can't forget that's been here for a long time, but that we have to live it every day. We have to display it every day. We have to show we had to lead by example and just making sure even like on Monday that we take time out of our schedules to to acknowledge to witness to be a part of something to celebrate Dr. King's legacy. And this is interesting. So I don't know if my audience knows uh, Ms. Canoni is a Canadian, right? <laughs> so hockey playing and all. So <laughs> Growing up in Canada, did you hear about Dr. King growing up, or did, oh. is that something you just found out coming to America? I uh, No, of course, I heard about Dr. King growing up, but it was I moved here when I was 26, 27, so I've been here a long time, and I've been in Windsor this whole time, and I've been very fortunate to, to live in a community that is, you know, welcoming and diverse, and, um, and so we did, I, as I have learned more as I'm getting older and living is just being part of Dr. King's dream, like really being a part of this community. So that's, uh, and it's great being with the little ones and seeing every day like um, 
examples of kindness and love, like I said before. Right. You, I stand there, I do bus duty. It's my favorite thing to do. Every day, the kids get off the bus. They jump and they run into each other's arms like they haven't seen each other in weeks, and it was like just <laughs> yes, a few yeah. hours. So I think just setting example and, and leading by example um, is the best message that we can give. So I like that, and just staying in Canada for just a bit, mm -hmm. uh, not for the weather right now, but um, <laughs> it's, it's a country that I've grown to love over the last 20 years, mm -hmm. and I, I try to get there every single year with the exception of our pandemic here. Mm -hmm. But um, I notice, and what I love about it is that when I go, I don't feel a lot of the, the racial tension, and I'm not saying it's a perfect place, no. but I don't feel a lot of racial tension that I feel here in the United States. Mm -hmm. Do you, can you relate to that or can you expound on that? Is there anything that you know we could learn here in the US from the Canadians about that? Well, I think I had a pretty unique experience. I grew up in a town, it was um, 54,000 people, but it's sort of isolated. Mm -hmm. Living in this small town, I had my neighbors who were French Canadian, I had uh, my Italian neighbors, we had a family down the street who were Vietnamese, and then we had the indigenous center across the street where they were having powwows. And so it felt like a real, I ha didn't know a lot of African American people growing mm -hmm. up, but I knew a lot of cultures. Yeah. And I think that makes you accepting of different people different folks but similarities <laughs> all around so i'll bring you back to our home base education Yay. so if dr king were alive today what do you think he would think or say or feel about our educational system i think he would be so proud of where we've come i think we've come a long way we have a lot to do we have a lot of work to do but i think he would be proud of the roads that we've taken um and, and I think, uh, you know, being role models, trying to be as many of us as being role models of um, what it means to be, all of the things that encompass Dr. King, like, I mean, his beautiful words, his, um, the way he acted, the way he preached, the way he, and so I think he would be very happy at this point in time to see the changes and the growth, but again, we still have a long way to go, and we gotta keep that, uh, right in the forefront all the time that we still have a long way to go. So I have to, you know, give a shout out vicariously to one of my English teachers years ago in Springfield, miles to go before we sleep. Mm -hmm. So um, I just know the poetry. I can just see her now looking so passionate about the poem in the front of the class. Yeah. Uh, they didn't resonate heavily then. Mm -hmm. What I can say is life went on. I think a lot of poems that she taught us, Ms. Brown, just kind of stuck mm -hmm. and the meanings have hit. And what you're saying is that, right? Like, yeah. you don't have to reach the pinnacle of mm -hmm. success. I think it's actually even more enjoyable to actually be on the journey mm -hmm. towards it. And I do believe we're on a journey. And we've gained a lot. Things are very different, even from when I was a little kid sure. in school. Um, but we got miles to go. Mm -hmm. And so we just need to keep moving on our journey. Right. Okay. So how have you um, implemented or infused some of Dr. King's values and views in your classroom on a regular basis not just you know celebrate a holiday mm -hmm. but every day right i think of um rochelle brown and her message along the way about making sure that our students see themselves 
in in books and so I try to make sure that in our as at least a part of our math curriculum that we're having books that are are diverse and I just put them away but they were all sitting out back there um, and just making sure that kids can see themselves they're being they're seeing their reflection in what we're doing and seeing their reflection in in what they can be everybody needs to see themselves and see where they can be I think one of the most amazing things I've seen, and I can't remember when, but it was in the last few years, and I was in a class and the children were playing with dolls mm -hmm. and seeing a little yeah. uh, white girl playing with a little black doll. And I said, why do you have that doll? She says, because she's so pretty. Yeah. And I'm like, ooh. <laughs> you know, for a dad with three daughters, right, mm -hmm. and it's, you go shopping for dolls, it's very, as, you know, from my oldest to the one now, my youngest, things change, but my oldest, 30, who's 30 years old, it was tougher mm -hmm. to find, you know, dolls that looked like her. Mm -hmm. And um, so they either looked like someone spray painted them right. or, you know, right. it just clearly it wasn't looked, as realistic. Right. No one put any thought into mm -hmm. it, features and everything else. Mm -hmm. But, you know, now I, I appreciate that more and more companies have taken that on. Like we would think something as little or as simple as a toy doesn't matter, but it all matters. It does as, matter. As you said, people want to see a reflection of themselves, mm -hmm. right? We want to see us because I don't think we can ever imagine being somewhere mm -hmm. if we've never seen anyone that looks like us in that space. That's right. So, and I believe that's ultimately what Dr. King, when we say his dream, uh, I want people to know that as we talk here today, we're talking about more than a dream, yes. right? That, that was his dream, but we all have a duty and a responsibility mm -hmm. to actually bring it to realization. And that's the journey that we're on. Yes. Well, I, I thank you for that. I want to transition now. So I am talking to the teacher of the year, right? <laughs> that's, that's a pretty big deal. So out of, uh, you know, almost 400 certified staff members here in the district, you were the one that rose to the top and we all had to bow no. To, to the woman from Canada, yeah. right? <laughs> so what, what has it been, like, first of all, how did you feel when you found out that you were selected by your colleagues as a Teacher of the Year? It really was, I know people say an honor, but it was truly an honor because there are so many wonderful teachers and staff people here that um, to be selected like that, it's really been a real honor, a real honor. And you can't see her face, ladies and gentlemen in the audience on this podcast, but her face says it all. And, and I've spoken to her many times since she was named Teacher of the Year, and she is truly a humble person. It is not um, false humility at all. This is really who she is. Um, I think sometimes she's too humble. Um, she should recognize that she's a special person and she has skills, and they've just been recognized. So um, what about... When you were recognized at the state, along with all your other uh, Teacher of the Year cohort members from across the entire state of Connecticut, wow. how did that feel on the stage? Yes, and I, I was sitting with you, of course, and then I had my wonderful family came along to cheer me on, and um, it was just amazing to be amongst all, everybody, that everyone had sort of a common goal, and... Um, and to be at the Bushnell, like if, like almost like a pinch me kind of moment, because uh, little did I know way back when I started teaching uh, up in Canada that this is where I would be now. And um, yeah, it's been a wonderful journey. It really has. And like did, I said in my, my speech, I'm not done yet. So. <laughs> well, I'm, and I'm glad you said that. So let's let's talk a little bit about that. Like, your speech was definitely inspirational, right? I'm sitting right in the front. 
I'm looking at you. I did everything possible not to cry. Right? <laughs> Got to be cool, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Super Hill can't be crying in front of everyone. But um, it was really, you know, a heartfelt speech. So where, where did that come from? You know, I didn't know what I was going to say because it was like, what could I possibly say to people? And then I was out, out walking one morning and it just kind of came to me like it's not about just me. It's about everybody along the way that has been a part of my life and a part of my career. Um, and so it, that's where it came from. Like I'm so fortunate to have been at, you know, starting out at Clover. I remember walking to Clover for a part of the way because I had just moved here and that was my first day and I at, and going into Clover and it was just so wonderful and everybody was so welcoming and and it was like oh this feels really good and then to um, have been at JFK and then my children have been throughout all the schools you know through every school so between all of us this just kind of came to me one day like to um, to share out in that way so that I can show how grateful that I am for everything that Windsor has provided me. And we love being here. It's been an awesome experience. I feel very, very fortunate. And I have to do a shout out. We do have one of those wonderful children working for us in Windsor Public <laughs> Schools. So it's always good to have the students come back home mm -hmm. and join the team. And, and mom and daughter are here giving us their best in Windsor. So has anything changed for you since you've been named Teacher of the Year? Do they give you a special parking spot? <laughs> I do. And I, I, up front, and I usually I would park out back, and I thought, well, you know what? I think I will park up here. So <laughs> I have been. So, But so you, uh, yes. And the you've kids enjoyed have been the really spoils? Cute. Yes. They, and the kids have been, they were so funny, like the day that uh, everyone came in to give me the war. I remember had a little student sitting on my lap, and I saw people coming from the back, and I went, and just lifted the little student up in front of me because I was like, uh-oh, I'm in trouble here. <laughs> Did your students understand uh, what was going on? They, I don't know if they knew I exactly, but they knew that it was something good. And um, they, they were so wonderful. They came up and they were like congratulating me and uh, giving me hugs, which is the best. So well, That's nice. And you know, honestly, we see people, especially in this day and age, right? People, I believe, my own bias to the audience, People get honored for everything. I think we've kind of moved to a whole T-ball level of, uh, or participation trophy level mm -hmm. of awards, right? You can vote for people online, so people don't even have to know who you are if they happen to get the link. And, and I get it, you know, the expediency of it and the efficiency, but it's something to be said when someone can be selected for something and you know that there was a real process mm -hmm. and folks really understand the qualities that this person was bringing to this, not necessarily competition, mm -hmm. but to this arena. And they were selected as the best of the best. And so, I, again, I, I applaud you and I'm glad you're on my team. Thank and you. <laughs> you represent, you know, the best of what Windsor has to offer and our educators. And I hope whoever's listening to this podcast understands that this is a great town to live in, mm -hmm. to work in, and to, of course, have your children educated. Mm -hmm. So That's thank sure. you, Ms. Canoni, for joining us today. Thank you. Continue the great work. Oh, thank you. And, and same to you. I hope you have a wonderful, restful weekend. And um, we'll all be thinking on Monday, definitely, about Dr. King and his message. And remember what I said and what Ms. Canoni just said. So the message is out there, but we're the ones who have to put the work in. Yeah. So again, you all be blessed. Thank you. <laughs>